On today's episode, we have Simon Fan. Now, Simon Fan is the owner of the famous Ultimate Fitness Gym in Birmingham. Now, Simon has been through so much, so many different experiences, and we want to know a little bit more about you, Simon. So I'm going to give it over to you. Okay. Um, do we start from the beginning or...? Please. Yeah, literally take us like right back from the beginning. Give people an insight of actually like what has actually been going on in your life for the past few months. Well, back in March when sort of um, just before the lockdown, I sort of came down with a bit of a cough, like extreme fatigue. And I very rarely get ill. So for me to sort of take a few days off work was quite rare. So um, there was a time when I couldn't, I didn't have the energy to train. So just ride it out for two weeks. But progressively, I was getting worse and worse. The cough was getting worse. I struggled to breathe. And uh, I think about 10 days into it, um, my friend, Dr. Josh, who works at the local hospital, happened to text me in the morning. It was a Thursday morning, the 26th of March. So just, just how I was. And uh, it was in the morning. I said to Josh, I think I'm going to die because I was really struggling to breathe. Wow. So I said, look, come to the hospital. We're going to uh, run some chest tests uh, on you. So I got, a, I got an Uber down to the uh, hospital and um, he sort of rushed me in and did some x-rays in my lungs and he says, um, it's not good, your, your lungs, I've only smoked 40 cigarettes a day for the last 20 years mm-hmm. and very often never smoked in my life yeah. and he says, we can't let you go home tonight because you're going to die. So um, what do I do? He goes, we have to put you on a ventilator tonight and you're going to be in coma for three weeks. What, what did you actually feel when he said that? Like, what was I just shit myself. I, I went to the hospital just for a check up thinking he was going to give me some pills or whatever. I, I didn't have any idea because yeah. I didn't know what to expect. And they, they put like an oxygen mask on me because I was struggling to breathe and they put it on full 80% and I was still struggling to breathe. And uh, he said, look, we're going to, you're in your best hands, but there's a possibility you're not going to wake up from this. There's a 20% chance. I said, I've got a 30% chance of living through this. He goes, yeah. But it's either that or nothing. So um, just do what you're going to do. So uh, I waited about five hours and the intubation team came and they said, we're going to put you under now. And um, yeah, that was it. That's all I remember. Yes. And were you, um, were you able to sort of like, did you say goodbye to people or anything well, like I, that? I was stuck. I was obviously stuck in the hospital. Um, I wasn't allowed any visitors. So I went on Instagram to tell people, yeah. hear from me in two weeks, I'm going to be probably dead. <laughs> But I had a load of messages, but um, totally wasn't prepared for it. And I told Kirsty, my wife, I said, look, I'm going to, um, I didn't even know what a ventilator was, but and I didn't want to read it too much into it because obviously it probably scared the hell out of me. So I just put my faith in their hands. Yeah. I just remember them putting this mask on me. The next thing I was on. Yeah. 22 days later, I sort of come out of intensive care and um, had my recovery. Wow. Did you have a tracheotomy or did you have No, that? I didn't. No, I didn't. Um, also, I was on a ventilator and... I was enough 22 days, and then we had complications. Um, my tubes got infections, that, so uh, that's a sort of an extra recon. That's to put me on the front a few times. That's a sort of change my position. Wow. Obviously, I don't, I don't remember being on the front. I was going to say, did you have any like? Well, yeah, I could, they, they, say, they, they say you sort of sense your hearing is the last sense to go. So, because I dreamt when I was in a coma that I was in a coma, and it was weird. I had really weird dreams, and um, all my friends been there. I dreamt that my I was in hospital in a shopping centre. It was really yeah. weird, and, um, <laughs> and all my friends were there. 
it was really weird. It's, it's hard to explain, but yeah, obviously all the medication they've given me, and it's not until after I found out it's, it's sort of common for like patients after melanoma to have these weird dreams. Yeah, it's mm. called delirium. Yeah. So, how do you feel about it all now? Has it changed your mindset in any way, and how you kind of want to kind of maybe live your life? Yeah, obviously, um, it sort of makes you appreciate just the little things in life. Yeah. Also, not just sort of over little things, things that would probably bother you before. I think, yeah. well, you know, if it's worth bothering about, because not, you know, I nearly died three know. times when I was in intensive care. So, um, you've all got to have that sort of uh, just relax a bit and just take it as it comes. Yeah. yeah. So, with your, can you take us through like any of your recovery and your mindset around like your recovery? Because I've I've seen that you have been like phenomenal from literally the point. Yeah. Where well. When I was admitted to hospital, I was 102 kilos, so that's over 16, 16, 72. And when I come out of intensive care, they sort of weighed me, so they put me in this chair because I was so weak, couldn't stand up. And I was down to 78 kilos, which is about 11 and a half stones. So I'd lost just over four stone. Wow. But I wasn't wow. aware of it because I was laid on bed for five weeks and all my muscles deteriorated. Yeah. And um, I couldn't even stand up, couldn't move my legs, I was sort of paralyzed. Even look in the mirror, because I had no mirror in the ward, so um, it was just sort of I knew how weak I'd become because um, I just couldn't stand up. We had like, like um, a counselor come around just to tell you, sort of, we had like a physio come every day, but coming from I was training like a few weeks prior, I was like you now 200 kilo deadlifts, it's a really good lift to not be able to stand up on your head. So, um, I knew I sort of had a, a long road to yeah. come back, yeah. So are you, have you recovered now? Are you training again? Yeah, I mean, I started training about three weeks ago. Just initially, I, was, I, had, to, I had to learn to walk again. So um, I like a frame all around the, mm. around my wall, five steps. And after that, I sort of used a stick for a few days. When I come out of uh, Tentica, I didn't go through a tube. So um, I had to learn to eat and swallow again. They were feeding me through a tube for the last few days before after I've been sent to care, then they had to switch them to food, which was, um, I was living on yogurts and custard for like a week. Yeah. Because it was, you know, I wouldn't choke on it. And, yeah. Um, and I was progressively, they were increasing the texture of my food. And once they were happy with me eating properly and swallowing properly, they let me go and obviously I could walk again. That must have come, been. Yeah, because when I come out of hospital, I still, I used my stick for about a week. I just felt, the shops, I don't know with a walking stick, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, know, I know I had to use it, but that's, that's for, you know what, soon on. Especially when you're such an independent person anyway, yeah. to feel the need to having to rely on something. And then I suppose you kind of get used to that because it's that other, that added worry, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to, uh, you know, when I come out, I look like a, I looked like a frail old man and looking at my old pictures. Yeah, it wasn't good, but coming, looking track my progress because it's good to look back at how far I have become. It's been, I think it's been five weeks since I've been out. Five weeks today. So, um, it's, it's funny because obviously I'm walking again, I'm training legs again. I mean, every week my strength's going up. I mean, last week I leg pressed like 280 kilos, squatting like 100 kilos. My, my doctor rang me and he says, oh, um, how's recovery going? I goes, yeah, it's going well because you managed to do any walking yet around the, around the garden? Because, <laughs> yeah, it's just a bit further than that, yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that. Crazy, but it just shows, like, 
the determination and obviously drive you have. Um, yeah. Did people, did anyone like around you that you had come into contact with get COVID or anything? No. Or did no, we, um, Kirsty, my wife, we caught it at the same time. She was, she caught, she had a cough and but nowhere near as bad as me. Um, yeah. I caught pneumonia at the same time as well. Yeah. So the pneumonia sort of um, also hit my lungs. Yeah. Like that's that's the only thing I still I'm still struggling with the breathing. Because I've got scottish in my lungs, so um, yeah. and that will always be there. So it's just around it. Yeah, I was going to say, have you got any? Um, have you been told about any like long term effects that you will now <coughs> with or depression um, or? I got a blood clot as well when I was in coma, so I'm taking blood thinners for the next months. Um, just to take all off the coma. So um, other than that, no. I mean. Yeah. I think talking to other patients, I think my recovery is like ridiculous compared to other people. Obviously, nutrition, resting, training. I mean, that mindset when I'm sort of competing, I've sort of applied yeah. that to my recovery. Yeah. 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 I think that's such a, that's like, that is such a positive. I think that's one thing that we, as like competitors and stuff, have, yeah. we have that mindset to obviously you have progress, which mm. you have been doing. And obviously, we know how much like rest and nutrition. Yeah, yeah. And, and movement because it, and because in hospital they were just feeding me like this, feeding me to basically just enough for me to survive. But there was no like proper nutrients in it. There was no like yeah. It's just it's a protein. So um, as soon as I got out, I started eating properly. Mm. Well, facially, you do look very healthy. Yeah. So you do, you know. But okay, so we're talking a bit about that. Let's wind it back a bit. Uh, um, you know. Because obviously you've competed, you've organised events and shows. So let's give people more of an insight of your actual background. Where did it all initially start? Okay, I started training when I was 15 years old, long, long time ago. <laughs> did my first competition at 16 years old. Oh, wow. Uh, I did a teenage, teenage class, federation um, called Latham's back then. So we're talking late 80s, that's how old I am. So when my class was a teenage, this was during the school holidays, and um, then I qualified for the British finals, and I got second in the British finals, teenage, and uh, progressed every year, for, well, not every year, but nearly every year from then on, and I did like a few natural shows, and um, progressed to the FBB, which is the former FFF, back in 94, won the British Championships as a middleweight, um, then just progressively competed every year from there as a light heavyweight. I've done, I think I've done about 10 British championships at Nottingham. I've competed when it was at Wembley as well. Mm. I was going to say, I was going to ask you about if you you when you retired. Yeah, I retired in 2011 and um, sort of thought, I've been like 20 odd years. You know what? It's kind of, yeah, how it goes. Um, then 2011, we put on the British Grand Prix, me and Neil Hill. That was in London. Uh, I, don't if you, I don't know if you went to that. Yeah. Yeah, so that was yeah the, because um, that that was 2011 because 2011. you had the downstairs, didn't you? Where you had Kevin Horton, he was doing the photographs at the back. You had grenade and all of the stands, and then you had to walk into the show. It was it was in the different entrance, wasn't it? You know what? It sounds weird, but I don't remember any of that show at all. It was the most stressful <laughs> period of my life. And I don't remember any of it. I was just looking at you thinking, um, I think Carly's either got it wrong or he doesn't remember. It. No, you know what I remember? Because I remember exactly what I wore because it was Isopure oh, there. We had Isopure, yes. Yes, I, you were Isopure, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and but it they, was they Jamie Eaton there. Right? That's why. Yeah, I, I do remember now, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even know what bodybuilding was at this point. <laughs> well, so we put on that Grand Prix for 2011 and then that was at the Exile in London. 
Mm. And the next year we moved it to Manchester with um, in line with the British Championships. So, uh, that was 2012 in Manchester. Then I stopped competing. Then 2015, like 2013, I opened Ultimate Fitness. Previously, I was at Temple Gym back then for seven years. Of course you was, yeah. yeah. That's how I remember, because I was thinking, I'm sure you had Ultimate Fitness for longer than that, but no, it makes sense. I recall yeah. now it was... I was there for seven years, and so, yeah. towards the end, if you know anything about Temple Gym, it's, it's, a basement, it's a hardcore gym in a basement, no sunlight, it was just very dirty, a bit of a shit hole, to be honest. Mm. Seven years down there, I just had enough of it. I thought, you know what, I want to do my own thing. I want to open somewhere nice, you know, that I can mine. It was obviously, it was still an association with Dorian Yates and um, I sort of way of doing my own thing. Uh, 2013, I opened Ultimate Fitness. Uh, 2015, I sort of decided to do one more show. So I did the NABBA, NABBA England and uh, got second at the NABBA England to a um, local Carl Jolie, kind of big modern piece. <laughs> Jordan used to train at my gym, actually. Carl who? Jordan Peters. Oh, Jordan yeah. Peters. I thought you said Carl for some reason. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, okay. so that's the last time I competed, 2015. Mm-hmm. So that's five years ago. Okay, that, that's quite recent then. Yeah, 2017, I opened up the Ultimate Fitness. Mm. That's just been three years now. Wow, that's, that, actually, that's a real surprise for me because I thought it had been there a lot longer. Mm. So... Yeah, congratulations on that then. I don't know if Kerry, 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 did you go to the old gym? Um, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. But I've been to your gym and yeah, it's no. like, I swear every time I go, like it's, it's been like on a wave of improvement. You're always yeah. it. So if any of you listening to this haven't been to Ultimate Fitness, definitely, definitely get down there. It is mm. definitely a good gym. Well worth the trip. Yeah, so I was going to say, do you ever think that you'll compete again, or is that like something? Have you had um, You know what? I've been involved in the in like the other side. I mean, obviously, I've took shows, as you know, on shows. Um, I still miss the days when the, the old EFBB days, UK BFF days, uh, you know, the whole lead up to the British finals. And I don't think, I just don't think you got that anymore with the current industry. And there's too many. I think there's too many federations, and it sort of diluted the whole standard of shows and. And I sort of wouldn't know where I'd fit in, what what sort of federation I'd fit in. So um, never say never. I, th- I think it's a different vibe though now, isn't yeah. it? To, you know, back in, say back in the day, but um, yeah. like it's a little bit more trendy now than it is. Yeah, obviously before we, we didn't train like Instagram or Facebook, we just mm. trained. It was like a, a personal challenge to sort of get to the British and you know how hard it was to turn pro back then. It was only one yeah. winner. Yeah. And even if you made top six British, you know, you were sort of the elite. So um, I sort of missed that. Yeah. You don't, you just don't go there anymore. Would, would you, uh, are you going to look at more events when everything opens up? Or uh, what's your next goal? Pro- probably not. No. <laughs> That's all. They're yeah. a lot of hassle, aren't they? Yeah. You know what? The British Grand Prix, we lost, we lost about a quarter of a million pound. Wow. And it's money you'll never get back. And yeah. I put on, I put on little events in my team. I have like... Um, Minars, Jay Cutler, we had um, an all big name, but you never make any money. I, I always lose a few thousand yeah. pounds. So I, I sort of do it for the fans and the members yeah. of the gym. But I think events and you know bringing people down. I think we do that because it's something that we're passionate about exactly, yeah. more than actually we don't yeah. think about the money as such, do we? And then when you actually think in reality, I'm losing all of this. Is it actually worth it? My last guess, I had Phil Heath, and being what seven times Mr. Olympia, you think you get four pounds. But I was, I was struggling to sell tickets to Phil Heath. Wow, I really was, and um, and I thought I had to sort of put 
couple of bands down here, and just to have in my gym and I got to the home room, got to go out, so it was pretty cool, it was sort of a, want to tick off this, but um, yeah, it's just, no. when I was first started bodybuilding, we used to, they used to bring like, all the pros to Birmingham, like, all around the UK, and I used to like finish school and get train to Birmingham, go to all these seminars around the country. Obviously, there was no internet back then, so um, yeah. it's the only way sort of be able to see the pros. Yeah, I guess it seems a lot different. Yeah. From oh, the things I hear, we always end up going like we always end up going like backwards because obviously Carly, you were around back then, and I'm always like, it sounds <laughs> it's so different, isn't I it? Did. I was so when confused. did you start competing, Carly? Um, I started competing two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Because I remember when um, it used to, be, I used to really enjoy, I used to go to uh, travel to Colchester to go and see Scott in Hercules gym, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose it's a bit like a dungeon too, but I just, I really enjoyed going there because there'll be loads of people at the weekend there and it'll be a meetup and mm. it's like, you wouldn't realistically go there to train that much because no. um, it wasn't really it's that social. kind of gym, but it's just a, mm. more of a social thing and it's definitely so different then than it is now yeah that sounds good we need stuff like that these days <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i never went to scott's gym but i i touched one of his shows the Hercules, uh, that was 2008 wasn't it no yeah oh, I, I i just his show 2015 oh i've only been once but i think yeah. that's the last yeah i don't think he's done it since then i'm not sure i do think that maybe like from obviously what's gone on with all this covid stuff and the way we've all obviously been like in lockdown i think maybe like there might be if events and stuff are planned maybe there'll be a more higher chance for people wanting to actually get out and do these things now because they have sort of a different perspective so i do wonder what will kind of change once all of this is kind of done yeah i think people sort of interested to get back on stage and do something because it's okay training at home but you can't be training in the gym Oh, you can't. Because yeah, yeah, it's made me realise why I go to the gym as well. Mm, and yeah. it is that it is that aggression. It's putting your body through something that it's not supposed to. And you know, it's kind of like, in a way, it's like punishing yourself, yeah, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, like yeah, that yeah. release. <laughs> it is. <laughs> and like, uh, you haven't got that release at home. No. I think the way I see you, you're at home to sort of rest. That's your home. You go to the gym to train and you've got to have that, you know, you, you go, you're driving your car, you've got the music on. Yeah. It's like, you know, you go to the gym, but at home it's easy to sort of get distracted. You know, yeah. Your TV's on and whatever. I had a few bands, and I had a few weights here, but I couldn't get into it. I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to, I've got the gym, I'm just going to train my own gym. Yeah. yeah. Me and Kerry have done a couple of lives, which were fine, but I, if I wasn't doing any lives, I wouldn't train at home on my own. Just right. honestly, I've been doing um, so I'm prepping at the moment, so I'm 12 and a half weeks out from what I don't know, but still, we'll see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm prepping, but I have been doing hit every morning with mm. like my clients from Transformation or my like team, Carrie Sexton. I've yet to do a hit on my own, and I'm literally I'm doing it on Zoom and stuff. I'm dreading the day that I have to do it by myself, but I don't think I would be able to get that side of things done as well as I have been. If it wasn't for other people being at home. Yeah, I think having Zoom, you sort of on pressure. You got to sort of. Yeah, it's been yeah. it's been good though because I know that it's motivating them and it's motivating me. So I've just been doing mm. it every single day. It's quite good. I think I may yeah. be doing something like that for the yeah, future. It's got to, it's, so, it's got to adapt to this the uh, circumstances, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of shows you how much you do actually want mm. 
it, I suppose. Yeah. So I'm just, yeah. It's, you know, it's easy to sort of, this lockdown, sit around, do nothing, mm, and get lazy, get about the routine. I mean, so when I was in hospital, I mean, I know I'm a bit hard on myself. I felt really lazy because I physically couldn't do anything. And I just felt, I've been so active before, just mm. sort of lying, not being able to get off your bed. I just felt, I would say lazy, but I just felt, you know, I need to do something. I was mm. I just didn't go for a walk and couldn't do that. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Have you made any, like, have you set any business goals or anything like that now you've come, like, out of all of this? Have you kind of set any business goals or made any new plans or is it? We've got to just sort of um, see how the gym lies. I mean, after lockdown, I mean, we sort of, making plans for when we did reopen no one knows when we're going to reopen but um yeah. i think it's either going to be really busy or it's going to lower first and people will trickle in effect it's hard mm. to say to be honest mm. but yeah. obviously just my business. i think i think because i was actually speaking to another gym owner about this and i think i mean the whole they've got chinese whispers about it being like the beginning of july isn't there but they said exactly what you're saying about you don't know if it'll be busy or you know it'll have that trickling of you know people being scared but mm. i personally think the gyms that like say the health and well-being gyms i think they will be less busy but i think bodybuilding gyms will be busy because we've just we're we're completely different and you know there's a there's more of a reason mentally why we go as well so I think bodybuilding gyms will pick up a lot quicker than just your commercial gym. Yeah, because the commercial gyms, they rely on like masses of members joining for like cheap. They're going to yeah. have to apply social distancing. So they're, they're going to have to run on probably 25% capacity. Whereas our gyms will probably run at probably 70, 80% because we, mm. we don't have thousands and thousands of members. We rely on probably three, four hundred members. Day, so um, yeah. I think we'll be okay. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I'm sure have, it will be. And have you got any different plans for the gym? Um, any different equipment or anything you're looking into? Um, well, because of the social distancing, I'm having to sort of take equipment out because I sort of worked it out. We're going to have to take a couple of machines out just to sort of um, have that two metres distance. But yeah. no, I mean, I'm, I'm always sort of um, trying to improve the gym. I mean, it's when I buy a piece of equipment, it's more for me than the members. So <laughs> sort of my own sort of uh, playground. That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've been training over 30 years and I, I love it like I did back then. And, you know, I've got a good group of lads around me, um, good training partners. And you know, I sort of mock, built the gym, designed how I want to train. Also, I've trained lots of other gyms before, ran other gyms before. So, uh, the best bits of equipment and uh, a bit of trial and error, you know. But it's, I think I've got a good sort of um, base down there. Mm, yeah. Is it the one that I went to where you, you go upstairs? Is that the new yes. one? Yeah. 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 So, it's outdoors. Upstairs. I never yeah. went to the bit outdoors. I was so gutted because it was raining, so I didn't go yeah. up there. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to get back in into gyms. I've just, just come from there actually, so I'll do a little shoulder session. Oh, that's nice. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you know what? But you know what? Because I've been posting stuff on Instagram, and I was a bit reluctant at first, but when I have been posting stuff, I've had a lot of people that have had like um, parents or family that were in intensive care would go for the same sort of. Uh, thing as I did and it's sort of given a bit of hope and inspiration yeah that's good yeah. that's really good yeah and it's yeah, even yeah. if I get one message saying it's given it's it's, it's worth doing exactly so, uh, and I've had a lot of people from all over the world to say you know they were praying for me and my stories have given you know, the brothers the dads sort of um, a bit of hope so that's, that's good. yeah, yeah it's really good. I suppose you've been on um you've been on like tv and stuff speaking yeah about I was it. on like BBC wow. one I was on Midland yeah I was on 
Yeah, it's crazy. It's mad, isn't it? You've yeah. been on TV a few times now, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, I've been on TV. I've been on like generation. I've been on loads of things, and obviously didn't expect that. But it's, it's, it's if, you like, if I can sort of help people you know, with this message, then it's, it's good. It's a positive. Yeah, I yeah. think that's great. Like I've been watching your progress and stuff, mm. and I think it's crazy. From like obviously, I think you were doing you were doing your body weight stuff squats yeah 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 bench in like the park and now yeah. you see gone to doing what you said with the leg press yeah. like it's crazy honestly yeah. it's very inspiring mm. it yeah thank you yeah i mean it's just when you've been active all your life you just want to get back there and well, when i was in hospital they said they said it'd probably take a couple months to get back to sort of um normal but um I'm quite stubborn. I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it in like two months, two, three yeah. months. <laughs> and uh, my weight's been progressively getting, every every session I've been getting stronger. So I've been eating more food. So I'm, you know, but I'm, I'm still about 20 odd pounds lighter than I was. But yeah, it's getting there. So, um, yeah, good. I'm really yeah. happy. Really happy. Yeah, like, it's good. Yeah, that was a scary time. I think we were all trying to put updates every single day. We were trying to like watch you know our when I first turned on my phone after I saw come up in intensive care, I was so weak and I was like, very confused. I had literally thousands of messages on Facebook, Instagram. Then it took me like weeks to wow. and reply to all these messages. But I had like people from all over the world, like people didn't know about sort of, oh, we've been praying for you. So it's really nice to see. Yeah, it's so overwhelming, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's like crazy. I have people like Jay Cutler, Phil Heath, you know, Flex. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Really nice. Really nice. Mm. Yeah, I had a lot of people worried. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I I just couldn't believe it. How you actually, I couldn't get my head around it. How it went. So we knew what was going on, and then you sort of like put that last Instagram message, and it yeah. was kind of weird to think that because usually if you hear about someone being in intensive care, like they have no idea that it's going to happen, but you actually mm. had an idea. So it was bizarre seeing like, oh, I'm just going into like. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, yeah. He, when he when he told me. Gonna put you in the ventilator. So I had about four or five hours, remember, um, to sort of before all the team came to me. So I had like four or five hours in hospital by myself to kill. I was just messaging everyone and saying, Look, you know, it's, it's been nice knowing you. If I don't wake up, then yeah. <laughs> I was sending all these goodbye messages to my friends. Like, they that, said I would have sent to not make it. So, um, yeah, send my uh, goodbyes to everyone. Have you, have you got children? No, I haven't. No, uh, okay. Yeah, I was going to say that would be that would be very yeah. bizarre as well, wasn't it? But, yeah, but um, um, yeah, it was good. It's good to come out of this. It was the aftermath in intensive care. That's sort of hard bit trying, trying to walk again. Obviously, again, like I said, and losing so much weight, so much muscle, relearning, relearning everything again. Mm, yeah, it is ment mentally challenging, but it's. Um, I think not that it helped, but because you're not competing anymore as well. You haven't got that, oh, God, I was going to do a show, and now yeah, I've got pressure, a yeah. stone, and, yeah. you know? A little bit of pressure is good, because you can get a little complacent. Yeah. But at the same time, I've got to, rem I've got to remind myself just about intensive care, so my body is sort of still vulnerable, um, and if yeah. I was to get ill now, it sort of set me back, so I've got, I've got to be careful. I don't think yeah. too and obviously, because the weather's changed and I'm getting cold and stuff, I've got to be extra careful. Yeah. So, uh, as much as I want to push myself, a uh, big long term. Mm. Yeah, that's it. Mm. But when you and, and, and when you're competing, you just it's like 100 percent you head. You don't block out everything. But as you get older and been in my situation, it's got to be um, have a caution. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No, 100. percent Oh, thank you for that. That was really, really good. That was really no, interesting. 
I've done a few podcasts since I've been there, so we've got used to it. Now. Yeah, I'm in demand. No, thank you for like giving no. us like an insight into well everything that's gone on and obviously your recovery and your determination and everything. So I'm sure anyone listening to this is going to inspire them massively. So yeah, hats off to you, and we look forward to following the rest of your. Yeah, thank you. Progress. How can people find your contact, Juicy? Um, my Instagram is um we'll go to the ultimate fitness um but yeah i'll try and post stories a week when i'm there i try not to do the same stuff every time because it can yeah. be boring but yeah <laughs> but I, I have logged a lot of my videos which i haven't posted so obviously from the day i come up well, from the day i went to hospital all the way through till now so i am gonna put everything together eventually. i was gonna say that would be really good really yeah because i've been i've been approached by um my recovery so yeah yeah keep us posted but we'll put your instagram handle on um the podcast anyway so people can just click yeah. on the link but yeah thank you for that no, thank you so much. okay and we'll catch you soon thank yeah, you take care Thanks, stay safe